Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Blog Talk USA for Marvelous Monday. We are so happy to be here with you, as always. The way you can always find us to listen to our live programs is to go to blogtalkusa.com or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, or pretty much any place you can find podcasts. You can download the Blog Talk USA podcast and Marvelous Monday under that banner, as well as a view from the top, which is every Thursday at 12.15 p.m. Texas time. I don't know why I say Texas time. That's not very professional of me. Well, welcome, Dr. McKellar. <laughs> Hello, Ms. Dano. Yes, yes. Well, that's okay. It is Texas time simply I mean, because it's, it's time is different for you in Kentucky. So that's why you say exactly. Texas time. <laughs> Good evening. Uh-huh. And why should I start being professional in the background? Anyway? Yes, that's right. Everybody's so excited today because we're right back here on Marvelous Monday like we're used to being. It's awful that one one of us have been gone for a long time, right? I don't know who that who is that one, Dr. Hadley, that's been gone for a long time. I don't don't, don't know who that one is. We'll figure out about it. Before it's all over, we'll figure it out. That's right. What you just said with you guys, I have missed you, and it has been – Amazing to be yeah. away, but it's always a pleasure to be back home, and I'm so excited to be right back here on We're Marvelous happy to have Monday. You Thank you, and let me salute you guys. Have done amazing work since I've been gone. I've been half listening, and so we thank you for carrying on. That just lets you know that that I don't have to be here for this show to carry on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's so right. uh, Dr. Hagney, I don't know if our other team members are there or not. What about Mr. Arthur? I there? My haven't heard from him. Well, that's for fraternity brother needs to be front row center. And then of maybe, course, maybe, maybe, maybe he's <laughs> reviving from the Dallas meeting last week. He survived that. Oh, wow. Let me just share with you, when I flew back in from Florida and headed on up to the Texas Democratic Convention, it was quite interesting I'm sorry that I did not make it. My flight was delayed, so I did not get there in time to introduce uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke, who we know is running for uh, governor for the great state of Texas. And so uh, we're happy to be able to represent him here in East Texas. So we're going to need all of us working together to make sure that some statewide seats are won by Democrats, in particularly uh, that seat that we're talking about. So I'm ready to get going. But first of all, we have some amazing guests that's going to be coming in with us tonight. I'm really excited about that. We'll talk about uh, the open house that's going to be coming and taking place right here in Tyler, Texas on tomorrow. But in the meantime, Dr. Hagney, you know we're waiting for you to give us that update on COVID-19. Oh, oh, oh. So, so oh, I'm, I'm going to meet out while you bring us up to date. Go right ahead. 
Okay, very good. I'm really excited about our guests that are coming on. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, you know, it's sort of, when we talk about COVID, it sort of seems like it's day one. Uh, it's sort of sound a little repetitive. When we uh, set up our task force, a major concern we knew about the information about the virus and also the distribution of that. And the virus is, is health study, studying and understanding the virus and also on a particular mutation has really sh- uh, fallen short. I was hoping when we recognized three years ago that was a major deficit, that was a major need. And I'm disappointed the amount of work in uh, researching that and particularly understanding the mutation part of that. And that brings us up to date right now. What we're seeing is the ME5, uh, one of the mutated viruses. And, and, and what it is doing, it is dominant there in, in this country. And, of course, you know, we went through all this about, you know, uh, it was over and we relaxed all our guards and all the CDC requirements. And we got really complacent through the graduations, through the celebration, Juneteenth and Memorial, and also the 4th of July. And so we'll face what's now. Yeah is what's occurring. The virus is the virus. It's what has always been. It's, you know, it's amazing how this virus has been able to mutate to uh, defend itself or survive. And that was always my fear that this virus would move to the point. The blessing we were able to, $10 billion, uh, discover those uh, vaccines, effective vaccine, was that was historical. And the time frame, the effectiveness of the virus, that was historical in this country and throughout the world. But uh, but what had happened, the virus didn't wait, didn't stop there. It kept mutating. And so we are facing, we're facing one of the latest, not the latest one, but one of the variants that's the most effective one throughout the country now. And so, so much so, uh, states like New York and California, I think in New York some have seen, seen something like 22% increase. Uh, they're even contemplating and thinking about the mass indoors and California thinking about that. So I think that might be where we're heading with that. But I think we are missing major opportunities to educate the public uh, about this virus, what we need to do, uh, we, our safeguards. And, and I would I would just say that it was very interesting that we missed a goal and opportunity to educate the public this past week with the presence of uh, uh, experience, for meaning that letting everybody know you need to get vaccinated. That's going to be my song uh, in, uh, in course, and then uh, mass uh, indoors and also uh, the booster. So we've fallen short of that. The stats showing the majority of individuals are infected or unvaccinated individuals, and I think that number might be sitting somewhere around 30% of the uh, population not vaccinated or not completely vaccinated, and that's that's totally unacceptable. So I, in closing, I, what can I say other than what we need to get back together? Everybody needs to get vaccinated, uh, and everybody needs to wear the mask indoors, uh, need to get tested. This testing is what started throwing the data off uh, because now we have the in-home, uh, free in-home testing, which not being required to report. So really, uh, from um, from a data viewpoint, really no one knows uh, where this virus is. Really don't, no one knows who's been uh, tested. Who, and so that's creating a problem. And, of course, all we can recommend recommend get vaccinated, uh, wear your mask indoors, get tested, uh, get in-home kits, safe distances. Another thing is really, really evident now is down to you individual making your decision what you need to do. <clears throat> and also, you, we cannot be selfish about this because we have to remember we go out, other people are involved. So what you decide to do yourself, that's your that's your decision and everything. But think about others that uh, uh, that you may expose to. 
and expose them to what you your positive. But also, what's happening with IU? We were right around the corner. Schools uh, getting ready to start again. We have a, the children need to be vaccinated, and so now our senior citizens, and also what's happening in our nursing home. So uh, we need some guidelines that's there. But I think the greatest guideline is what we need to do ourselves. We need to think about make your own decision because right now the leadership and direction is sort of is not sort of weak there. So we need to individual make up a mind about the, va- the, the vaccine, the viruses, safe distances, and being around family members. I'm telling all the people going through these family reunions and everything, uh, practice those guidelines. So that, that's all I basically. I want to say hats off to our our church hub through our our task force. We have scheduled some like four clinics this past month and three next month. I just my hat again go off to our black pastors, our black churches, our black community because you know, that are really responding. They're trusting the pastors. They come into these vaccinations. But our prayer is that we continue to be able to get the vaccinate vaccines available to at these sites. Uh, but so that's that's my that's my presentation. We just have to keep getting vaccinated. Be concerned about the unvaccinated group. Uh, mask indoors and also everybody get the boosters. Get the boosters uh, because that's the guarantee showing the effectiveness of slowing. And also, I think when you think about the mask, they need to look at specific areas where you're having a breakout. I know it's going to be difficult across the board. I think we need to look at uh, selected areas where you're having high incidence to really push that indoor mask or vaccinations to uh, to sort of stay uh, ahead uh, well uh, with this virus. That's, that's my report. Very good. That's outstanding. And, and uh, Dr. Hagney, just a, a couple of uh, responses uh, to what you've said. Uh, and then we want to, to make note that Mr. Arthur is on, and we'll hear from him shortly. But, um, but let, if you would make note and just let the people know that are listening out there that you can, in fact, get COVID more than once. There's information going mm-hmm. around out there. It's, it's bogus information that's saying once you've gotten uh, COVID, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you won't get it again. So can you address that a little bit? And then Ms. Rihanna has something, and then we'll bring in, in Mr. Arthur. And then hopefully no. Pastor Cooper uh, will come soon, and then we'll bring in our guest. Go ahead. Exactly. That's the fact. That was back to my first point about understanding this virus, understanding mutation, understanding how this virus is made to mutate to, uh, to protect itself. And the the uh, that early report about once you that is that's why with the documentation of purpose boosters because the, what we're seeing even though these vaccines are very effective, the the viruses are mutating and that that immunity that antibody level immune level is not not staying longer. That's that's purpose of the boosters. But also when you think about the, the the virus and everything, if you if you've been boosted or whatever, we all are not the same. We all have different uh, actions, and this virus is very supportive of what it's doing to protect itself. And also, that you getting the virus a second time could be your immune system, your your, your antibody level uh, has waned. That's what we're seeing. That's that that's the purpose of the booster. So it, it really, at some point, we're all going to have to be boosted again because the antibody level we're seeing uh, with this with the virus is not maintaining. It is declining over a period of time. So. It could be that factor that at some point in time your immune uh, system has is not at the level uh, that it has before. But also, is there indication that that's that's with this this with this virus creating new variants? That's what it's creating. It's creating new variants that could get around the vaccine. And my prayer is that it, 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 the direction is heading 
that one of these future variants variant could be totally, uh, um, the vaccines can be totally uh, ineffective against the, the, these variants. So that's just documentation that this virus is mutating, the new variants are uh, being improved, and all at the same time, our own immune system, I would say, is weakening. So when both of those factors are in place, it's not, it's not surprising you can get you can get the virus again. And the chances are, yeah. like I said, most of the viruses appearing now is actually the, the B5. That's the latest variant. And I want to just mention that there's right. another variant that even more protective against the vaccine. So this is this is not this is not over by a long shot. Thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. Hagby. Uh, Ms. Brown, I think you have a message for us and all the people that are listening out there tonight. Mm-hmm. Our ears are wide open so that we can hear what your announcement is. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mentioned I mentioned. You faded out, Ms. Rihanna. I don't know if we lost her or not, but let, let me just say she's going to come back in. I'm, she may have, to, may have to redial. But, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? How's everybody doing? We're great. How's everybody great. doing? Can you well, hear me? Yes, we can hear you very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and hopefully Pastor Cooper will be coming in soon because we have a lot to talk about tonight. But uh, we'll get we'll let Miss Rihanna make her announcement a little bit later. She lost us and she's going to come back in, uh, redial back Sorry, in. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> oh, there you are. Second. Okay, yes. Oh. Go ahead and, and let everybody know about your announcement, and then we're going to bring in our special guest for the evening. Okay. Well, I just I mentioned it last week, so I wanted to mention it again. And first, I want to thank. Uh, Dr. Hackney and Dr. McKellar and our new pediatrician for recommending uh, that my youngest child, Colin, who's not yet two, he'll be two on August 18th, uh, to get the COVID shot. And he will be getting his COVID shot, his first round, on Friday. And I'm not scared because I've looked at all the information and everything that I can see. Not only is it recommended for children over six months, because they can get extremely ill if they catch COVID and wind up in the hospital and have to get on a ventilator and have long-term COVID effects. And it just, it's a really bad, bad situation if little ones get it. We know at first they didn't get it so much, but they do get it, especially this new variant, and they can get really, really ill. So I just wanted to lead by example and let everybody know, uh, let me be your guinea pig, <laughs> uh, calling the first <laughs> shot on Friday, and I'll keep everybody posted. And don't don't be scared out there, guys. we got to do this. Very good. That, oh, very, say, very, um, good, very good. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. And, uh, Brianna, you're brave. <laughs> Brianna, you're brave for doing that. Around you brave for doing that. Remember, I did that. Remember, I did that with COVID. I I, I waited for sure to get her shot. She was my guinea pig. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> I sure right. I dragged him right on down to get his shot. I didn't want him sick. So, uh, but at any rate, that's very good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that, and thank you for that, Flat. So, uh, speaking of fraternity brothers, uh, uh, one of our special guests tonight, uh, and I know he's already on, and uh, Dr. Terrence Allen, who is going to be talking to us about this amazing program that has come to Texas. And so I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to say welcome, uh, Dr. Terrence. And so tell us a little bit about yourself and the program and the big open house that we will be having here in Tyler on tomorrow. Are you there, Dr. Terrence? 
Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Greetings and welcome oh, to Marvelous okay. Monday. How are you? I am well. Thank you for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, the Texas Child and Family Study. Um, yes, and let I me just share sure with you that... before you before you get going. Let me share with you that uh, Mr. Arthur Fleming is your fraternity brother. He is also one of the uh, uh, co-hosts of Marvelous Monday. So, Mr. Arthur, say hello to your fraternity brother, Dr. Allen. <laughs> How you doing, Doctor Allen? How you doing? I've heard tell of you. I've heard tell of you a little bit. So how are you doing? I'm glad to have you on the show tonight. Well, I am happy to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. So go right ahead. Just tell us a little bit about you and the program, and and what drove you to actually write this grant to establish this program here in Texas. Okay, well, uh, my name is Terrence Allen. I, I, I am from Ohio. I've been in Texas now for uh, about for eight or nine years. Maybe I, I was at the University of Texas at Austin in the School of Social Work, and I, I left there uh, to come to Prairie View. And, you know, people often ask me, why would you leave UT to come to Prairie View? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the basic reasons is because Lord coming to prayer you gave me an opportunity to really explore my work um, in a way that I thought was um, more beneficial to the community uh, and prayer you was more receptive to the ideas that uh, I expressed particularly this project that, that we're doing now this is a project and I'm going to talk about it more but just to give some backdrop um, it, it's really the crescent of my career. I've developed this really for the last 15, maybe 20 years. So it's it's all of my work and ideas and, and theory construction all consolidated into one broad uh, community-based project. Um, so the project itself is situated in six six cities or six sites throughout the state of Texas. Um, it's really to to help children uh, and families who are at risk of being involved in the juvenile justice system. Um, so what we're doing, we're really putting together um, a community transformation model. So we want to identify a neighborhood, and we have identified a neighborhood in Tyler that feeds into Tyler High School, and the feeder pattern creates the, the boundaries for the community where we're going to do our work. And our work looks at uh, prevention, intervention, aftercare, and family support systems for families and children who are at risk of being involved, again, in the juvenile justice system. And so we're identifying all of the child-serving systems, school system, uh, child welfare, the court, those are the primary systems that we're going to work with to create projects and programs and do a lot of pilot projects looking at things that we believe uh, will stem delinquency. 
Um, and so all of the projects are simultaneous. You know, so the ideal here is to transform the communities and infuse those communities with different programs and services all at the same time. And so everybody in the community either will be involved in the project or will know somebody involved in the project. So it's really a way to sort of stimulate the community and all of the systems in the community that uh, serve, uh, again, children and families at risk of being involved in delinquent juvenile delinquent justice. And everybody okay. has a vested interest. Go ahead. Stop there. Do you want me to continue? Okay. Well, just give us a little. That that's outstanding. Let me just let everybody know that I think it's been what way over two years that we first started working on the program, and so just kind of get. And then tell us a little bit more about yourself. I uh, and as I said that this is he's Dr. Terrence. Alan, tell us your your back, your educational background, where where you went to school, and then um, and then how actually you ended up in Texas. Um, you mentioned that you were at University of Texas, and so uh, and, and we all know about University of Texas. That's my alma mater as well. But tell us exactly how you ended up in Texas, and then you can proceed on by talking a little bit more about. Uh, uh, how this, how, how these, let them know about the, the six areas where the program will be established, and we're so excited uh, to have it in Tyler, Texas. And then you can kind of talk about um, uh, tomorrow's event, so forth and so on. It's a lot to talk about uh, in this program, guys. This is an amazing program, and I, I say to people when I'm talking to them out there about this program, is that we're gonna, we're gonna teach these children that to be on the right side of the law, that they're gonna become attorneys and judges, and not be in the system uh, in that manner. But go ahead, uh, Dr. Allen. Yeah. So, I, I got my bachelor's degree from UCLA in history. Uh, I started my education in, at the University of Cincinnati, and then I transferred later to UCLA. Uh, I got my master's degree from Case Western Reserve in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, so that's why I got my uh, master's degree, uh, master's of social science, actually, in social work. Uh, then I went to University of Alabama, and I got a Ph.D. in social work, and I minored in criminal justice. So my, you know, my, my work all really stem from my childhood growing up. So okay. all, everything that I've done since since I uh, became a researcher, or actually I was involved and I worked at juvenile court for a long time. And I worked in probation and, and I was a detention officer and uh, I worked at a boot camp. So I did a lot of work all of my work for the last 40 years have been really focused on children at risk youth. So that's really the foundation of, of, of my philosophy and, and everything that I've done in the last 40 plus years. Um, and this project is really a culmination of all of that work. So I've worked in, in, in California, working with gangs and, um, you know, the Crips and the Bloods and, that sort of thing out in California. Then I, uh, my first appointment 
was at Wayne State University in Detroit. Um, so I, I did some work there, and I left there, and I went to uh, North Carolina Central University. They were starting a master's program, and the, the focus was on juvenile justice. So that's why I left Wayne State and went to North Carolina Central to start a master's program. But they didn't have a lot of interest in research. Um, and although, you know, there has to be a balance. As a researcher, we want, uh, and particularly social work researcher, I want a balance between research and practice. I don't want all practice, but I don't, I don't want all research. So I want to be able to, to have a balance between the two. Uh, North Carolina did not really have an interest in supporting an ambitious research agenda. What they was more interested in was just establishing a master's program. And so I left there. That was the reason what brought me to UT. But I got to UT and I began to, uh, there was sort of an evolution, I guess you would say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was older, had a lot more experience, and I had a lot more to offer students. Uh, but I didn't want to be in a classroom where, there was no black students and there was no male students. It was primarily just white female students. And and that was just unacceptable to me. Right. Uh, right. I, I just wasn't I wasn't I wasn't interested in training and putting all of my energy into training people who was not interested in supporting the community that I wanted to help. And so Prairie View uh was an opportunity. Um they I I pretty much presented my work to them, and uh, they agreed that it was a good fit and it was a chance for me to come and and really do the kind of work that I wanted to do in the communities that I was most interested in helping. That's how I got to Prairie View. This project right Right. here was the the culmination of a lot of work that I had done in the past, Um, and we went around all over the state. Um, and I went to, I think we, we met at that, the Texas, the black legislator, what, what was that conference? What was it called? Uh, I'm, Texas. Uh, you we, talking we about in, in Austin? When we were in yeah. Austin? Yes. Well, that, that was during the, to, the legislative. Yeah, the legislative, I, where, the, where the, the black legislators Right, where, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, the Texas, I was the Texas with, Black Legislators. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. And I was sharing with Dr. McKellar the work, and she told me to call her and give, gave me a card, and we exchanged cards, and a few months <laughs> later I called. I don't know if you yeah, exactly yeah. yeah, she did. Oh, I remember but, so well because I, I yeah, was so amazed. Yeah. And let me tell you, uh, Dr. Terrence Allen never ceased to amaze me. His background and the work that he has done is amazing. And we absolutely wanted this program in East Texas. And we also think, let, let's just talk about, I don't know if Attorney Grady Paris is on. Uh, she's uh, his cohort. They work uh, strongly with these programs together. It's going to be an amazing and outstanding program all across Texas for our at-risk youth particular youth that look, we know who ends up in the criminal justice system, kids that look like me, uh, kids, kids that look like uh, Mr. Arthur, kids that look like uh, 
Dr. Hagney, kids that look like uh, Pastor Cooper, who is on Pastor Michael Cooper, uh, who is also in East Texas, uh, uh, Dr. Allen, and he's, he will be a great resource, but we're so excited. I mean, I cannot tell you because this has been going on for almost three years. We know that things got slowed down with COVID. That's why we try to keep things, uh, everybody posted on COVID. But on tomorrow, talk to us a little bit about what we can expect on tomorrow. We've sent out the press release. We have everybody geared up and wanting to get out to see exactly what this program is going to be about. And then we have an amazing board that has been set up with various and sundry ones uh, that are in that work within the system with children from high from the public schools, Title Independent School District, uh, all across uh, from those that are already in the system to CASA to people who are really interested and concerned about the greater good of our children. And so, talk to us a little bit about tomorrow, and then the fact that we've reached out to Texas College to get uh, interns to work within this program as well, uh, Dr. Allen. Yeah. So, yeah, so, well, tomorrow is, is an uh, open house, and it's really an opportunity to introduce the project to the community. Um, and, you know, we have partnered with all of the, again, child-serving agencies in the community. And that's what we've done it's actually been, I started at Prairie View in 2018. Right. This probably was October of 2018. I think the first contact we made here with Tyler was in 2019. Is that correct? So we've been, we've been at it for quite a while, but what we've done in that time frame is really establish working relationships with all of the entities involved in delivering services to children and families to get them not just to agree to support us, but to partner with us. So we have, we have developed a partnership with the school system. We've developed a partnership with the court system. We've developed a partnership with the child welfare system. Those are the three primary systems that serve children. And, and what we're doing, we're, we are, the, the, the research is around the notion of Research. Right. Just terms, we're partnering with people that we're going to provide service to. So it's, it's called participatory uh, action research. So there's and people delivering the service. So the people who are going to receive the service are going to be involved from day one all the way through. So it's, it's, a, it's really a, a partnership with the community, and everybody is going to uh, be involved in making this thing work. That's why tomorrow we're opening it up. We want everybody to come. We're going to be in, at our office. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I'm sharing with you guys tonight. Um, but it's really an opportunity for people to come together and know what's going on in the community. Typically, when researchers come into communities, they do their work and they leave. And the only people right. that know anything about the work that they do are the people involved in the work. Well, in this case, we want people who are actually going to be involved, and we want people who are not going to be involved. But the people who are not going to be involved, they're going to, they'll know somebody involved. You know, so yeah. everybody 
really will be involved. We've identified a part of the community. And, I, again, I mentioned earlier about the theater patterns of school because we can't serve the entire city. But we sure. identify part of the city where we're going to just infuse that community with different uh, programs and services, and they're all pilot projects. These are ideas that we're trying based on what we know. We know what the problems are. One of the, the problems with, with, with supporting children involved in delinquent behavior, we all know what the problems are. When you talk to people, they all tell you, well, we know, you know, parents are, are not involved. So there's an issue with parental involvement. We know that there's an issue with of course, delinquency. We know there's an issue with fathers not being around. We know there's an issue with yeah. academic evening. So all of this stuff is is the problem, but we have not yet figured out how to address those, effectively address those problems. You know, so what we're right. going to do, we're going to the problems that people have already identified, and we're going to test ideas about how to address them so that we can really transform the community. And, and we're going to, our ideal is to transform the community within a three- to five-year period. And by doing so, we want to increase academic performance. We want to increase parental involvement. We want to increase uh, fathers being involved with their children. We want to yeah. also increase employment. So all of those concerns, we want to create a new community, basically. Beautiful, beautiful. Let me, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to jump in, uh, uh, Dr. Terrence. Uh, this is so beautiful, and I, I'm just so excited about it. And I, I can see success already because I'm going to show you how I can really see uh, this success. But let me mention also that we want to thank uh, Smith County uh, for for giving us. We asked them for a, a uh, office, and they gave it to us. Just get at no cost. So, so everybody, as Dr. Terrence mentioned, are joining in to make sure that this program is as successful as I know it's going to be. And I'm going to show you how I believe it's going to be so successful because my two dear friends, my fraternity brother, Dr. Terrence, and my dear sister, uh, Attorney Grady Paris, they have they've been uh, they've had perseverance. They're ambitious. They have passion uh, for this program. Dr. Uh, Attorney uh, Paris, obviously, in the court system, but they had the courage and they had the heart to come in and fight for these children. This is not new to them. You heard uh, Dr. Terrence talk about uh, that for 40 years. He's worked and been involved in helping children. And then, and then he has the humor. They have the talent. So all of these things, help to make a program very successful. So we're really, really excited uh, to have uh, have this program come into East Texas because it is most needed. Uh, I, I don't know if I remember hearing you mention the other cities and locations, and then after you mentioned that, then our team members, uh, I know they have questions for you, uh, Ms. Rihanna, Dr. Hagney, and your fraternity brother, Mr. Arthur, and then Pastor, Pastor Michael Cooper out of Beaumont, Texas, is uh, another one of the uh, hosts here. And so they're all on, and they're wanting to ask you some questions. But tell us the other locations, uh, and okay. then we're going to we'll, – yeah, and then we'll go to Dr. Hagney because I know that he has some questions for you. He has, he has family that comes out of Prairie View. Uh, 
uh, education-wise. But go ahead, go ahead and share with us the other so, locations, so the please. Other, the other five sites are Dallas, uh, Houston, Waller County, San Antonio, and Austin. So everything yes. that we're doing in Tyler, we're going to be doing in, in those locations as well. I mean, we one of the things that I'm thinking, and I'll put some emphasis on this tomorrow, this is a project that is focused on programs and services, but it's still research uh, because we want to test these ideas, test these interventions, yes. so that when at the end we want to make our case to the state legislature as to how they can support elevating yes. at-risk communities. So, uh, you know, while we, we are, you know, excited about coming into the community and, and helping people, because that's ultimately what we want to do, we're equally as excited about changing public policy. We're affecting yes. public policy. Because yes. at the root of everything, that is is really where the rubber needs to roll. We've, we've got That's to, uh, we can't just operate on emotion. We've That's got it. to find a way to, to put our, our, our public officials on notice as to what ne- what's needed. So yes. this project ultimately is going to, to impact public policy. So that's Very what we good. want. And, and that's why at the root of it, it's, it's still research. It, it still is based on evidence um, and the idea that, you know, this works and it doesn't work. Yes. Or if it does. Very good. Very good. Outstanding. And so that's why elected officials and, and people like that and, and advocates in the community, like all of the ones, all of the hosts that are on uh, tonight, that's why we need them working hand-in-hand uh, hand with these programs so that we can make sure that that policy that we're talking about, that it gets changed for the greater good of our communities and our students. Uh, Dr. Hagney, questions for uh, Dr. Terrence. Dr. Hagney, unmute. I'm really Mr. excited Arthur. to hear. Oh, there you are. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, sir. We can you hear know, you. Overall, first of all, I'm excited because uh, uh, he recognized the significance of HBCU-based yes, looking uh, yes, at uh, issues in our community. I said the other day, it's not by accident where the HBCUs are, and if we can make an impact in our community. In, in all areas, we must re energize and repartner with HBCUs because uh, that research background is so important there. And also, I like on the, to a certain extent, his octopus approach. That meaning uh, getting everybody involved uh, in and outside the program. I like that because that way you can address those issues in those areas. And I have sort of questions about, I know uh, that you, you know, all the things we're doing with the task force, which is based around uh, the octopus model and all that, we already say we are not successful unless we get our youth involved. I know the youth are a part of this and everything. The involvement, I mean, uh, listening to our young individual about the problem. You know, with your your whole, what what is their feel? What, what is their input? And also not only their input. Uh, what what are their participation because they are our future. 
you know, we all going to a certain extent, you know, but our youth, uh, they're going to take this pro- program on. You mentioned earlier, not a one-time, continue research and everything. That's my course in the youth uh, on board. I mean, participate on your board and research project and all that participation. And then, of course, the other day, my whole interest is healthcare. You know, how this impact, how this going to improve healthcare. Uh, you high healthcare uh, system we experience it because we trust other individuals to take care of our healthcare. We see in the re- we see in the results of that now preconditions and all that. So my specific question is, how will this impact healthcare in our community? Because an unhealthy person, like a hungry person, uh, they, and so addressing those particular needs, and of course the heart of our success of our task force has been the Black Church. It's probably involved there, but uh, I just want to want you to uh, mention how you're involved in the Black Church uh, in your in your program because you historically, as we were saying earlier, everything started in our community started through the Black Church, whether it be education, okay. healthcare, all that. So I know you probably mentioned that. Just reiterate that and see how our churches and our uh, going to be involved with the overall program uh, as far as connecting with you. So. And, and, and Dr. Okay. Ter- uh, Terrence, before before you actually uh, deal with the churches being involved, uh, Dr. Hagney is one of the, one of your board members, and I don't know if you remembered the name or not, but Dr. Hagney oh, is on. The, uh, yes, okay, is on the board. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, All right, I, we'll, you'll see Dr. Dr. Hagney, Hagney tomorrow. Of, but go ahead. Dr. Hagney is one of the most prominent people on the board. Repeat that. Holy. Re- repeat <laughs> that for your friend, brother. Don't don't go there. I'm sorry. Man, Convenient. I knew the healthcare. I knew the healthcare thing was going to be going to be a concern of Dr. Hadley's, right? I think, Dr. Terrence, you may, if you're moving uh, around focus. a little bit, yes, yeah, yeah, if you can get back okay, into just I, one set area mm-hmm, so we can hear okay. everything no, you're I, saying. I had, I had the phone in my hand, so that's probably what it was. Oh, I got you. But no, okay, all right. I, I will say that the project itself is not aimed focused on the link, I mean, on, on health care. So it's not a health care project. But I understand the concern. But what, what, what I will say is that if we improve the quality of life for people, healthcare gets better. So, although it's not a, 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 a focused on healthcare, we know that when people are better educated, they eat better, they're healthier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so I guess it's addition by subtraction. If we focus on Getting the people in the community to be, I don't know, just to 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 increase their protective factors, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So okay. if, we, if we focus on other protective factors, those healthcare issues are diminished. Excellent. Because the, Excellent. Pro- the project itself can't. You know, and unfortunately, and I think I mentioned this at our last our last meeting, we can't do we can't address every problem 
in the community. But what I'm hoping will happen, we can address problems that will focus on reducing delinquency. And, 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 and from my perspective, that includes, you know, raising academic performance, uh, getting parents more involved in, in their children's day-to-day uh, activities. So when you increase those activities, then the other negative factors will dissipate. And healthcare is one of those. And it may be necessary at the end of this, I, I might add, we might need to say, okay, now we need to address healthcare. You know, so this might this might really give us more information as to what we need to do specifically to address healthcare. I mean, one of the things about addressing healthcare, and I mean, this is I'm not I'm not a a healthcare professional, but I think when people have jobs and they're able to provide for themselves, they take more. They take better. They buy better food. You know, they eat better. But if you don't have any money, you got to eat what you can. And sometimes that's not what's 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 healthy. So I think we perhaps after this is over, we will learn more about how to address things like healthcare, um, and, and we can focus on that in a more definitive way. This project is focused on trying to keep young people out of prison and and doing it in a way that is unique, is different, because we're looking at three levels of youth. We're looking at prevention, which is primarily those in elementary school age. We're looking at intervention, which is primarily those, you know, middle school, high school age. And then aftercare, that those who have been involved in the juvenile justice system, primarily for delinquent behavior, who come back to the community, and now how do we integrate them back into being productive citizens? So mm-hmm. it's, and, and part of that is addressing family issues, but we really want to focus on trying to really save our young people, to give yes, them a yes, chance yes. to live productive lives. And yes. It is, and it's complicated. And in the healthcare issue, I know that 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 is definitely something that we need to think about. But it's not my area of, of expertise. And again, I think we can reduce some of those healthcare um, negative factors by addressing some of these other issues. And at the end, when we get all the data, we'll be able to say. Now we need to move more toward dealing with some of these healthcare issues, whether it be food deserts and vaccines or whatever the issue may be, because um, we have those issues. I mean, we all know that all of the the, the healthcare concerns are, are more elevated in the black community and poor communities in general. Not just black, but poor people in general have more exactly. health care problems than anybody else. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that, you know, we all have to be cognizant of, and hopefully we can we can gather the data that we need to make our case, even in those areas. So I think that's Excellent. the thing. We we want we want to we want to eventually we want to be able to impact public policy. That's what Excellent. it's really all about. Um, 
Excellent. Um, and, Excellent. and I think the other question was the, the churches. The churches are fundamental. You know, you don't really have to include churches when you talk about providing services and doing programs because you know they're automatically there. You know that that I think uh, we have identified a young lady who we are really excited about to be the uh, project coordinator for our, our office here. And she has, the, I think she said yesterday she went to like 15 churches to, to let them know yeah. about the open Excellent. house tomorrow. Excellent. So Excellent. the churches are—that's just fundamental. I mean, we we all know that to do anything in the black community, especially, you, you've got to have the churches involved. Uh, Excellent. Excellent. Okay. All right. Very good. So uh, let's go on over to uh, Mr. Arthur. You have some questions. Yeah, uh, but Alan, I think you, I think you own some. The key word, the key word I like that you use is focus. That's the word because 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 if you go if you can teach focus and how toness and how to focus, then you can uh, get people to understand their power. So and like 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 I said, you can take that program and put it in you know the medical area just just a little bit. But yeah, you if you're teaching that. Then hey, you own something. So how'd you come up with the with the uh, uh, inspiration or or your basic uh, uh, philosophy? Well, you know, like I said, I worked in in the juvenile justice system. I've done all of my research and reading. Everything has been in, in this area, but it was a, a couple of things. One was uh, this whole notion of community transformation, for example. When we think about, if I was to say, you know, what, if you are educated, like if I go to a teacher and I ask the teacher, what do you think is the problem with this teacher? Do? What do we have to do to, to address these problems? They can tell you education. Too many are dropping out. Too many are, are not doing well in school. Achievement is going to be the focus of a person who is in education. And then if I talk to uh, uh, people in other areas, education, there's some people are going to say parents are not in, you know, we don't have enough parents who are being responsible and taking care of their children. Then somebody else might say fathers are not involved. So what I thought about, I said, you know, all of these programs, there are programs, and I'm sure it's no different here in Thailand because it's like this in most, definitely in, in urban communities. These communities are flooded with programs. There's programs everywhere. There's programs to address academics. There are programs to address teenage pregnancy. There's programs to address almost every problem you could imagine. But they all operate in their own ways. So they, this mm-hmm. program, they operate, they do their thing. They, they have their own system. They have their own uh, length of, of service. So this program might say, okay, we can only help you for six months. This program say we, we our services is for a year, then we have to let you go. This program, drug treatment, all this stuff. So all of these different programs are in the community, but none of them work. The communities are still uh, disabled. So it's Amen. Like, what is going on? How can we spend all this money? We got all these programs and all these, you know, in these communities, 
but yet the communities never get better. The communities yeah. are still there's still crime, there's still poor school systems, there's still high rates of unemployment, there's still high rates of single parenthood. So nothing really seems to get better, but everybody say that we got all this money going into these communities to serve the people. So right. what what I thought about, I said, well, one, they don't work together. None of these programs work there together. There you go. Right. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the key right there. They're all that's doing it. their own that's thing. It. So that's one issue. Secondly, many of the programs are either they're they're motivated by all the wrong reasons. So people see, you know, poor poverty is an enterprise. You can't you can't go into a, a middle class community with programs because they don't need them. They don't have problems. That's right. with us. So so people look at poor communities as an enterprise. So they're motivated by the wrong things to begin with. So all these people come in, and one, they're motivated by the wrong thing, and it's, it's played with incompetence. People who really don't know what they they just have an idea. They don't really know how to interact with, with, with the population they want to serve. They can't yeah. properly assess what the problems are, but they have an idea, and they might be connected so they can go into these communities and claim to provide service, but the services don't work, and yeah. they're not—they're—they're not—they're not created on on solid, whether it be science or just a uh, understanding focus. of what needs to be focus. done. Focus. They don't have focus. They don't they have, have focus. focus. Exactly. And 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 that's so that's so that's the problem. So then, you know, a lot of the programs are not, and I won't say all, but many of the people who come into the community are not people who are who understand the people in that community. Yeah. So what happens is they just, the, the, the programs come and they're not, they don't come with clean Focus. hands. Focus. But, but you know, they, they don't come with good intentions to begin with. Yeah. Oh, right. And they certainly don't have skin in the game. See, and, and let me, I want to jump in there on this, uh, Dr. Terrence, because what I have seen, and you're absolutely 100% correct, and I say this all the time, I say it to Dr. Hagney, that every, any program and everything that you ever thought about wanting to have is already out there. The programs are already established, but it's too many Indians and not enough chiefs. I mean, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Every, everybody is all about them sometimes instead of the people who are actually, that you're actually putting the programs uh, together for. If we get out of the way and let these programs move on forward, they can continue, but they'll start for a while and uh, and then they fall along the way. Maybe the money drives up or the... Uh, they don't continue to write right. grants. That's the other right. thing. Okay, go ahead. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I was going to mention. The program okay. is only sustainable as long as there's funding available. Exactly. That's a, that's, mm-hmm. that's right. a, that's a right. non-sustainable. You can't change a community where people are suffering 
And then yeah. when the money dry up, everything go back to the way it was. Right. The way it so was. That's the, right. When you go into, when you're trying to change your community, whatever you do, it's got to be sustainable so that the people exactly. in the community can appreciate what you've and done. Continue. So when, when yeah. you leave, they can continue they with can those continue to carry it on. That's right. So you right. can't. Exactly. You, it can't be. It can't be. The foundation of changing a community can't be based on available funding to sustain the programs. Now, you need funding, for example, people need a job. So if I yes. have a job, I can buy a house. If I, if I own a house and have a job, I can take care of my home. So the community yes. is going yes. to be uplifted because I'm doing what I am yes. supposed to do. So the, 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 the program becomes just a reality, just a day-to-day reality. But the people mm-hmm. who benefit from those services now know what they need to do in order to sustain it. So now it exactly. becomes, that's how communities change. But if I, yeah. if I leave, so with this project, for example, we're going to, that's why it's, it's a participatory action research. So the people who are getting the services are going to be a part of developing the programs. I mean, I shouldn't say developing the programs, but they're going to be very much Continuing, continuing. Well, implementing, continuing, yeah. Continuing yeah. Can you say so that term with, again? Continuing action? The term the yeah, participatory? The, the participatory, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and not anti-participatory, but participatory, yes. We want them involved. Well, I mean, Go look, ahead. We're, 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 we're at a point, societal point, where low-income poor communities, whether they be black, white, Hispanic, whatever, have to be able to sustain themselves, period. Yes, yes. But, I mean, so that means there has to be a model, one, to change. Yes. There has to be a model right. of change. And then a model of sustainment. So what we have to do, people like me and and, and you guys, we have to sort of lay the foundation, teach people how to do it. Forget what they've done in the past because we can't dwell on that. Because it's beneficial for us all to bring these communities to where they're functioning properly, to where kids are going to school and understand that it's cool to get A's and B's. It's cool to be absolutely. It's cool to be smart. It's cool to be smart. A child in the yeah, third yeah, yeah. and fourth grade, they should be dreaming about wanting to be doctors and lawyers. They shouldn't be. That go. shouldn't be an impairment. They shouldn't be thinking, right. "Oh, I can't do that." That's they, right. They I'm going to jump back we in. Should, I'm we jump should back inspire again. them to be doctors and lawyers right. and, and, lawyers and nurses and pharmacists and, uh, and PhDs yeah. and uh, social work. And, and speaking of that, we're going to bring, we want to bring, let me bring in Do, uh, Pastor Michael Cooper because he actually is also in that same line of profession that you're in, uh, Dr. Terrence. Uh, uh, Pastor Cooper, are you there? <clears throat> yes, I am. And, uh, You've been Thank so you quiet. For, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> just trying to be polite to our guests so we can have clear airtime and hear all that yeah. he has to say. And it's a Amazing. plethora of information 
Yes, and yes. amazing, and I'm excited about it because you all know every platform I'm on is education, and that educational uh, aspect of this, what I'm hearing from him, uh, is what drove me to the, uh, the psychological areas of it. Uh, and so our background is, is similar, uh, where my minor and my master's was uh, social study and social work. Uh, so he, he's doing the work. Thank you, uh, Dr. Allen, uh, first of all, for that. Um, I came on about eight minutes later, so maybe there are other listeners that also came on later. I'm going to ask you the name of your program and what event is happening tomorrow. Uh, just to get some clarity there. Uh, the name of the project is called the Texas Child and Family Study. Uh, so it's a project that is statewide. It's situated at in six different locations throughout the state. Uh, Tyler, of course, being one. Dallas, uh, San Antonio, Austin, Houston, and Waller County is other five. Uh, so in, in tomorrow, basically, I'm going to sort of, I can't talk about everything, but I'm going to just sort of introduce the project to the community uh, and, and talk about, just give a summary of, of what we're going to be doing and specifically what we're going to be doing in Cairo. You know, I mean, the project is a very comprehensive project. Uh, my my little talk tomorrow, I think I've been given five minutes. So you can see that's going to be hard. That's going to be difficult. But I'm yeah, gonna, I'm yeah gonna, it sounds like in it. Of, in the interest of my colleagues and 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 the opportunity to network and talk to people, I'm gonna I'm gonna limit my. Uh, talk to about five Maybe I might stretch it to ten minutes But it's not going to be more than that But I'm really going to just talk about Much of what I've said here today But it's going to be specific to Tyler uh, And how we um, You know how this project came to pass And you know Tyler then, Tyler was actually And I think uh, with Dr. McKellar she, she, she knows when, when I first This project at Conception Was Going to just be in in urban areas. I mean, I yeah. it wasn't going to be in Tyler. But one of my colleagues, they forced. They said, "You got to do Tyler. You got to do Tyler." Yeah, so exactly. And only, <laughs> only because, and the only reason why is because I was doing it by myself. And right. and and I'm an urban I'm I'm an urban researcher. So of course I'm looking at yeah. urban communities. I'm looking at Houston and Dallas and. San Antonio and Austin. So I was looking at those bigger, more urban cities. But when they, you know, was telling me, well, you should make it, you should make it more inclusive and broader, then I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Because it's just me, right? So they <laughs> yeah. Tyler. Not and when, wrong. And when they mentioned Tyler, um, and then we came to Tyler, and, and, and Tyler has been, Clearly, the most welcoming of everywhere that we've been. So I'm, I'm they always are. of the wow. fact that you know we're we're in Tyler and 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 it's and it's a great community and this is a yeah. perfect perfect opportunity for and I mean because they, they people in Tyler are grateful that we chose them but we're grateful to be here. 
So it's not, <laughs> it goes both ways. It's not just, you know, us. I mean, we, we, we're trying to um, address some issues in, in right. the community. And Tyler is a place to do that. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. And I think one of the things that I want people to understand, you know, research, when we, when we engage in the research process, we're trying to answer questions. And we're trying to right. answer questions that everybody wants to be answered, but people don't think about it in those terms. They don't think about, right. we need to do research to answer these questions. They just say, we need, we need answers. We need, right. we need solutions. And what I'm saying is that we're going to provide, we know what the, we know what the questions are because it's the same questions that people have been asking for years. But some of what I mentioned earlier is the reason why those questions can't be answered or haven't been answered, because people have looked at dysfunctional communities, if you will, as an enterprise. People are making money off, in, in, in Tyler yeah. and other places, people are making money off of the problems of suffering people. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that has, to be, that has to be said. People have to, people have to know that you can't continue to do this. We, we right. can't continue to take advantage of poor people who are dying, your children dying. Yes. People walking yes. 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 And can't yes. read and write, and we want to blame it on them when we, when we got a public right. school system. I mean, how can if I could jump mm-hmm. in uh, one more time. Uh, the, what you just said, it, it's, it's amazing, but what, what I want to say in regards to uh, rural communities, this should be lessons learned for people everywhere. And, and you're talking to East Texans right now. You're talking to uh, your, your frat brother, Hales, out of East Texas. Uh, uh, so does uh, Pastor Cooper, and, of course, you know that I do. But the problem has been, and, and Dr. Hagney, and the problem has been, and of course, Ms. Rihanna hails out of Texas, but she's North Texas, but Northeast Texas, I would say. But here's, here's the story. This same mistake has been made over and over repeatedly that people mm-hmm. overlook the rural communities, and that yeah. includes politically. I mean, I, I spent my career traveling across the United States, Ms. Rihanna can tell you, from here to Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., ringing the bell that you cannot continue to overlook East Texas and the rural communities right. across the nation because it's not only just East Texas, it's rural communities everywhere. People always focus yeah. on the urban communities, and that's why our rural communities look the way they look even today because the focus is always Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, Austin, you know, those areas, instead of thinking right. about the millions and millions of people who live in these rural communities all across the nation, in particular East Texas. So I, I thank you. I thank you for for deciding that, yes, Tyler, Texas, and East Texas is the place that we need to be because these people uh, are human beings and they got feelings and they got the same problems that people in urban mm-hmm. communities have, sometimes even a little bit worse uh, than the people who live in urban, yeah. urban communities. I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was I was one of those people actually who who looked right, who did right. not focus much. I mean, because you know, I I, I came from a big city. I that's, so <laughs> I've been studying city problems, but sure, I'm appreciative sure. of of having this opportunity. Uh, it's, it's been right. and then again because the people in Tyler have been so welcoming. Um, yes, sir. We really yes, sir. It, and this is very hospitable. hospitable. And, and let me just step in there one more time. Let, let's mention, uh, Doc, where uh, where the uh, open house is located for those listeners that are here in the East Texas area. We have listeners everywhere, but we also have some that are locally here in the East Texas area. And and the office is located in the open house. Well, it's in the um, the Cotton Belt Building, and that's located at fifteen seventeen uh, West Front Street. And our suite number is three zero five. And so, of course, the open house will be from 11 until 1 p.m. Uh, on tomorrow. And so not only that, this, this is so amazing. It's also a double-edged um, uh, project that's going to be going on. And for the first 100, excuse me, for the first 50 families that come, these are elementary school-age children, they will be given a backpack. And of course, lunch is going to be oh, cool. uh, lunch will be provided. Yeah, isn't that cool? So you know, COVID still yeah. exists, so we're not going to be serving food out there. So we're going to have box lunches that we can just pass out uh, to the guests that come. So I wanted to make mention of that for those that may be listening uh, to um, to know exactly what time uh, that you can show up there for our open house on tomorrow. Uh, let's see, Miss Rihanna. Do you have something? We we it's, it's nine ten, sure. and so we've had an amazing uh, last hour of uh, of just pulling this beautiful information out and giving it to the public uh, mm-hmm. from Dr. Terrence. And um, so I know you may have some uh, final comments or anything. And let me just share this with you that tomorrow tomorrow is really a bittersweet, and I tell you why it's a bittersweet uh, because it was four of us that worked together on this project here in Tyler, and that's the late Constable Henry Jackson. And we know that uh, Constable Jackson is no longer with us. So it's just the three of us right now, but but uh, my, my heart just kind of uh, burns within uh, as I think about uh, uh, all the time that we spent with the four of us and mm. putting this project all together. And now one of our comrades are gone. Yes, he would be very, very, very mm-hmm. proud. And I think that mm-hmm. Dr. Allen and uh, Attorney Paris has something special tomorrow. But uh, but go ahead, Ms. Oh, Rihanna, if great. you have a question of Dr. Allen. Well, Dr. Allen, I've been uh, sort of excitedly watching from the background. Uh, I remember when you first came on <laughs> to the radio program on Thursday uh, afternoon, and I can't remember how long ago that was, but... I'm exciting it was. It was quite a long ago. Uh, Dr. McKellar has been so excited. And I just want to give my two cents for what it's worth um, and say the reason I think that this is going to be so successful is because I always take notes in the background, and that means I'm texting Dr. McKellar, <laughs> whatever thought is yes. in my head. And as soon as you started talking, and the very first time you started talking about this, I remember thinking your build, it's, going to be successful because it does take a village and you're building the village you're helping people build the village we all have to take responsibility for 
our brothers and our sisters and all of our children, all of us. And so when a community, when you, when you teach a community and give a community the skills to, to um, do these things together and to learn together and to keep an eye on things, you know, together, and um, I, they feel more responsible for it and take more pride in it. And I just think um, when we know better, we do better, and you've just really figured out a way that you're going to target what really needs to be done. And I'm just so happy to hear that the people – I'm not surprised, though – that the people of Tyler have been so welcoming. Dr. McKellar gets calls every day from people who know they need help mm-hmm. and they know they need direction right. and they know That's they right. know what they need and they need to know how to achieve that. So I'm really That's excited right. and I'm I'm very, very happy that you guys are doing this. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's Thank beautiful. You. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, and, and it's well, going to be successful because ahead. of you. I say it's going to be successful because of you guys. You know, yeah. that's it's not going to work simply because we're here. It's going to work right, because right. the community is going to uh, yes. accept the premise of why we're here. And they're right. going to do the things that, you know, we need to make it work. You know, one of the yes. things, and, and Finley may remember, at the very beginning, what I told every group that I've talked to at every single one of those six six sites, failure is not an option. There you go. We're not going to fail. Now, the extent to which we succeed, that's what we're trying to optimize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're not right. going to fail. We just, yeah, have yeah. To, we just have to put my favorite slogan <laughs> and, and make sure that we we do the very, right. very, very best we can. Yeah. But we're not yeah. going to fail. That's that's really right. good. Well, this is I'm make or break it for people. This is life or death for yeah. people. This is sure it is. future sure. Sure. generations and how the trajectory yeah, of a family you, you, and you, how the future is going to go. You've got to give children a chance. Yeah, you've got that's to it. give yes. an eight- or nine-year-old a chance. That's yes, all, I mean, that's what we hold that to them. They have to have a chance. When yes, people, yes. when you look at statistics and you look at how how we evaluate or determine the, the long term uh, success of young people, yeah. we can make a determination on if a child is going to be successful simply because of what if they can read in the third grade. That's we know it. That. That's, it. that's a fact. That's it. And yet, that's it. And yet we produce third graders who who go from the third grade to the fourth grade to the fifth grade and can't read. So we know yes. we know that they don't have a chance. Yes. So we already know. So how can we, know. How can mm-hmm. we feel good about what we do when we know right. that certain communities, we have children who don't have a chance. And we right. know it before right. they reach, before they reach. Yes. Yeah, and we know they're there. We know they're yeah, there. Go ahead, Don't Mr. you Arthur. agree with me that we know when those kids hey. are slipping through the cracks as it's happening? We know it. Yeah. Dr. Hey, uh, uh, hey, as, as an educator, you know, I know, and, this, and see, this is the cookie-cutter education system we have. We know that mm-hmm. different kids learn different ways. Right. But in the school system, they're offered basically one way to learn. One, one and, way to learn. Yeah, and, and, yep. and for them to, and, and the fact they don't focus on the differentiation between the way folks learn and let them learn the way they learn, 
They just mm-hmm. cookie cutter them. And if you don't learn like that, then, you know, you over here in, you know, this other class, no bed, whatever it is, they're yeah. with it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Out, that's a pressure for how can you have young people who are, like I said, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old who are illiterate? Somebody should take responsibility for that. That's yes. exactly yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Somebody got But what I'm yes. saying at this point, we know that this happens. We know that it's been going yes. on forever. We know that there is That's a disproportionate right. illiteracy in, in, in our schools with our children. So we've got yeah. to do something in spite of what we know our educational system. So that's and what Doc, we know this that, project... No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and, and Doc, we know the financial incentive connected between those tests and the penitentiary industrial complex. So mm-hmm. that's that connection. Yeah, financial. there you go. There you go. So, so, so that's my point. That's why we can't we can't sit back and just not do anything. And and those right. of us, you know, and and I'm I'm taking from a research perspective. I know that look, I can get emotional about it. I can rant and rage and and, and cry. Sure. And people not they'll listen, but they're not going to do anything. But if that I put some numbers in front of them, if I tell them yeah. there is evidence. This is what we know because we have done it the way you want us to do it. Right. We've done, we, we have put, this is a research project that is right. designed to produce numbers to influence policy. Right. And then if it don't work, right. then we can go to the public and say, look, you need somebody else to represent you. Yeah. Right? So it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a yeah. whole, it's a, it's a way to do it. But we can't just not do anything. We just right. can't do that. Right. So we've got. So what this project mm-hmm. really is is, is a action is a call to action, and it's That's not it. just Prairie View, <laughs> Dr. Allen, and some coming in, and we gonna collect some data and present it. No, we want the whole. We want the community to be totally excited. We want everybody yeah. to be. Excited. We want. What's the name of your program? If you're here? not involved in the project. You know somebody that's involved in the project. We want to have the all this action. I'm sorry, go ahead. What's the name of the, pro- what's the, name of the program again? It's a Dark. Texas Child and Family Study. And what you call it? Be, what you call it? Hey, Doc, hey, Doc, what you call it? The big redirect. Oh, it's yes. too. Miss <laughs> Arthur, Miss Arthur, Arthur, it's already established. It's Texas If you could imagine those who are from Tyler, think about that John Tyler community, just, just yes. that community. If everybody yes. in that community is involved in something, the whole right. community, right. the children is involved yes. in something. The, the yes, parents yes. are involved. The fathers. Everybody is doing something. And if they don't know it, if they're not involved, they know somebody else. So it's not like people yes. aren't going to know. We want people to know. We want people to be asking, what's going on with this? What's going on? We, want, we want people to be inspired because at the end of the day, we're going to have data. And we're going to meet right That's back it. in that same office where we're going to meet tomorrow. Right. And we're going to be talking about That's this it. is what the results are. 
Right. That's good. Can I tell, that's uh, uh, okay, I tell you what, Doc, you can use that as a subtitle. You can use that as a subtitle. You're going to try to get that in there. I that can be the follow-up. That can be the follow-up project. Yeah, there you go, part two. <laughs> there you go. Part two. Well, part two. let me let me so just that, say this. That, I, I know that can I, be the sure. that can be the follow-up okay. project, and that can be a healthcare focus. So then, there you go. Can, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right, the octopus. The octopus continues. <laughs> I finally, exactly. I finally, I, 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 I finally got to be one of them legs of the octopus. We're going to come on over. Yeah. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Uh, uh, Pastor Cooper, I don't know if you have any final comments. We've, we've kept uh, uh, Dr. Allen for an hour and a half almost, and I know he's got to get all prepared for tomorrow. But this has, this has been actually amazing. I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed his presentation. And I'm so sorry that it has to be such a uh, such, such brevity tomorrow, but we only have a couple of hours. But but, but well, we don't I mean, give the people just, but we don't, right? But we're going to give them enough so that they keep coming back for more. And that's what I, I want right. to say this because I mean, because this I'm going to be around to talk. There you go. One on I'll be available to talk to answer. Right, uh, Pastor Cooper. Any final comments from you? We'll let you have the final comments to uh, to uh, Dr. Terrence. Again, thank you for your work. And uh, the main thing, uh, and we had a lot of noise, so I want to repeat what I was saying earlier. That is this: it's great to do the empirical research. It's great to bring the data, uh, but it's even better that you are exposing the information that we already know to be true. And giving us yeah. a platform and direction, that's the key. Our people perish for lack of knowledge. And so you bring us the yeah. knowledge in a format to make it simple so, therefore, the village can thrive. Thank you again. Thank you. Beautiful. I was about to say, I think we've met. Did, did you run for uh, the Senate? <laughs> <laughs> you ran for yeah, I think you're exactly correct. Did he have a cowboy hat on? Did he have a cowboy hat on? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're the president of the the NAACP chapter, and I think it was oh, Port Arthur there you go. Beaumont. Yeah, there you go. Beaumont. Yeah, Beaumont. Yeah, Beaumont. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we know met. you met. We met. That's right. That's right. Well, that's why it's so important. Uh, Dr. Allen mentioned the fact that. Uh, that we are in Austin talking to those political people because we have to make sure that that money continues on and it circulates back out here uh, into our rural communities uh, across Texas. This is, let me just say, I'm going to end by saying this is our work. Uh, We all need to work together on this project. This is our fight. We got to fight to make sure that, that once uh, the uh, resources are needed from the state, that we get that money. And it's also our legacy. Uh, We're working Mm. to make sure that the next generation behind us does not find themselves in the criminal justice system. I want to make mention of this really quickly. uh, And and Ms. Rihanna knows this young lady, and, of course, uh, others do. We brought her to Tyler, Texas, and and, uh, she is the youngest, the 19-year-old, that just graduated from law school at Southern mm-hmm. Methodist University. Her father was my um, 
was my political campaign uh, a, a person uh, when I was running for uh, Congress. Uh, she comes from the, uh, the Slitz family, and so her mother is a physician, a uh, black female, mm-hmm. and her father is Caucasian. And so she just graduated from law school, 19 years old. And they all make it look that easy. What, <laughs> it, oh, and every one of them, that whole family, the, the other kids Piece graduated from two-year college <laughs> at age 13. I mean, these kids are yep. amazing, brilliant, brilliant, yes. brilliant kids. So uh, that's what that's the examples that we and we'll bring we'll bring attorney Slitz down here so that she can talk again. We'll bring it. We're bringing her down for an event that I'm hosting in October, and so so that these young kids can see examples yes. of what they can do as well. So if we grab them early, yes. uh, like like Dr. Allen says, we need to teach them in elementary school that you can become a pharmacist, a physician, a nurse, Mm -hmm. an educator. You can become, you can have your Ph.D. in anything that you want uh, to get it in. Just we got to get them early because they're our legacy. But thank you, Dr. Allen. And and not just Uh, you can, but but you have to. Of course you can. Of course you can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Any awesome. final comments from awesome. you, Dr. Allen? And and we'll let you. We we're well, going to talk a little bit about uh, voting, and Voting Rights Act, and, and some of the things that we always cover. Some little political subjects because we we have to keep people up abreast and educated on what is going on in our community, in our well, country. Go ahead, I, Dr. I Allen. Just, your final comment. I, I look. I appreciate the opportunity to to come on and, and discuss this. I mean, we. Uh, and I'm just looking forward to, to working with all of you in some capacity or, or another. Um, this is just the, the piece of the pie. We're going to get this going, and then we're going to do some other things too. So it's, it's, it's important to have the support of like-minded people. Yeah. So yeah. We, we're going to just do what we need to do, and, and this is just, just a small part of it, but it's an important part, and, and we're going to make it happen. Very good, because yeah. we're we going to make awesome. sure, Dr. Allen, that that we help to reshape the face of this nation by keeping our kids out of the criminal justice system. You heard Mr. Arthur talk about that pipeline from school to prison. We're going to disband that bad boy and make sure that no kid goes from from school to prison. We're going to reshape the face of this nation and create a future uh, so that people of color, uh, brown people, black people, all people, all young folks yeah. will have the right uh, to an educational opportunity and become people like our little slits, uh, attorney slits uh, that have uh, risen the ranks to become the youngest in the country. Remember this guy, yes. the youngest <laughs> in the country. And she's been all wow. over East Texas and talking to our young kids here in Tyler, Texas. Thank you, Dr. And Allen. She. We look forward to seeing you on tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I will she, be there. <laughs> okay, she. Feel, feel free. She. <laughs> she. Arthur, but, uh, yeah, and she. Okay. Well, we won't rub it in anymore. But uh, thank you. Feel no. free to stick around or, or you can uh, jump off if you like. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, guys, the black vote, uh, which is under attack uh, in the country. Uh, we know that from Florida to to uh, Georgia 
and, and just all kinds of things that continue to take place. We know last week uh, we were in uh, Dallas, Texas, for the uh, Texas Democratic uh, Convention, and uh, it didn't necessarily turn out the way that we thought it should turn out. But what we want to make sure is that every single person in East Texas is registered to vote and every single person in North Texas is registered to vote, South Texas and West Texas. So that, again, is the work that we all have to do. We have to get out there and knock on doors, put our boots on the ground to make sure that we get people to the polls because our yes. votes are under attack. Now, anybody could jump in on that conversation. I've opened the doors up, and we can discuss. <laughs> yeah, well, I attended the I attended the convention. Well, well uh, that's yes. right, Shirley. Sure. Yeah, Shirley, sure. you was there. We had lunch, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how see how my frat brother just forgets about me. <laughs> I'm just unimportant. Well, you know, we and she said that because see, every time I would some of her friends pop up, and so hey, you know, so I was entertained by her friends, and you know, she was all there on her phone, like like okay. See, well, you know, but anyway, stopped. we had a great they time though. We had a wonderful. Yeah, we had a great time we though. Did. Yeah, the, yes, we did. FYI, uh, uh, I, I interviewed uh, Crow yesterday, so it, it's up on my channel today. And I and we talked ah. about some of those things. And, uh, and of course, you know, because my thing is, Coalition Black Democrats, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, doing that. And so I think they got the message now. So I think the okay. Coop campaign, okay. Coop, I think you did a great job because I think we shift at least the focus uh, as far as the coalition is concerned, uh, and I think everybody Thank now realizes East Texas, you know, that's the Republicans, uh, the Republicans secret sauce, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we need to, you know, we need to, you know, we need to stop that from, be, you know, from happening. And so, uh, you know, so he said that, you know, he said they're doing some things in those areas. Uh, I see why Beto is is uh, the moved up. He's five points behind Abbott now. So, that's right. That's uh, right. You know, and, you know, so, a lot of national press, Mr. Uh, Arthur. I don't know if you guys saw him on, I mean, advertising on MSNBC and CNN. Oh, yeah. You yes. see him all across, yeah, all across the national. Uh, he, called me, he called me on, um, I believe it was, I can't remember the day. I have to look back, and he called and, and, um, and said, I'm, you know, I, I actually did not make it back in time, Mr. Arthur knows that, in order to introduce mm-hmm. him. But let me just tell you that Dr. Frederick Haynes just showed out in introducing uh, Beto O'Rourke. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, he was amazing. I think you would have did as good. I think you would have did as good. Well, well, he preached a sermon. I'm not a preacher, but he preached a sermon. (laughs) But go ahead. (laughs) Ask Beto, you know, come on your show and tell him and tell him we'll, we'll you know, we'll we restrict, yeah, we restrict what questions Mike can ask him. So you know, <laughs> just come on the show. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. How don't transparent of him. Yeah, we are. We are. Are you so crazy? Are we all? Yeah, we all. That's right. That's right. Listen, right. we unapologetically trying to be the uh, representative for all the people, and that happens to be that's the exactly Democratic right. Party. 
Thursday. That's it. That's exactly so correct. Sunday's right. Well, well he, commend, he commended for the rest. He, he has. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I just I for just wanted to say for the record, everybody out there, Pastor Cooper, candidate Pastor Michael Cooper has never ever restricted any topic we're allowed to talk about. We talk <laughs> every week. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> of course. No, nothing's off limits. Not, not even yeah. nothing. Direction. That's not off limits. And now, where's my. Hey, Shirley. Hey, 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 Shirley. Hey, yeah. Okay, let me do it. Now, where's my sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sponsor. You're being sponsored by Taste of North Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Light Restaurant, 403 West Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. Yeah. Boulevard. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just no, no, what's the special on Thursday? No, what's the special on Thursday? That's what he wants to say. And on Thursday, it's G Force Marketing by Miss Diana Lopez and uh, a Smith <laughs> County Democratic Party. Yeah. Club. There you go. Yeah, now, okay, okay. clip, clip. That's right. Okay. Well, you see, Mike got to do it all the time. That's my first time ever getting to do it. You, you know, Mike gets to do it every show almost. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we have to shut him down. We have to shut him down. Yo, I'm now in District, Senate District 3. I am in East Texas officially. Oh, you in 3? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sharon, yeah. You're in Sharon yeah. Barry's district now. Yes. Sharon, Sharon Barry was elected... Uh, uh, Senate District She's 3 awesome. committee woman. Yes, committee Absolutely. woman. We and had her on. on uh, yes, and we had her on uh, the Thursday show uh, to talk about what her plans are for getting uh, getting the people out to the polls to vote. And so uh, we want to say congratulations. She's good. Uh, that's our, that's mm-hmm. our sorority sister, Ms. Sharon Berry, who is now committee yes. woman. So mm. they, they drew those lines real good, huh? Yeah, they they just don't know what they did. They just they don't have a clue. <laughs> they don't know what they did. <laughs> what they what what they meant for evil, somebody else meant for good. Yeah. Around and y'all stay stay tuned. Somebody was drawn into the Speaker of the House line. Didn't know what they drew roller skate like that. <laughs> they drew the roller skate into the Speaker of the House. Uh, wow! I'm there. Is that right? Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, 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 Mike. Look like somebody uh, went to sleep with a pencil. Somebody went to sleep with a pencil. They worked too many hours. Somebody in his backyard. I'm in his front yard, and he didn't. Even, he knew the address. Wow! See, all he had to do is redraw the skate wheel, and he would have missed me. But he drew me in. Wow! Line. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, goodness. Wow. So stay tuned. He, oh, he's created, tuned. he created a monster, didn't he? He That's did. Amazing. Wow. I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I had a revival yesterday with Reverend Jesse Jackson in Houston, Texas. Okay. And uh, I, I want to thank the uh, chapter Rainbow Fish Coalition uh, of the State of Texas. Uh, it about Dr. Candace Matthews. And Bishop James Dixon that invited him to his church yesterday, and they paid for dinner oh, and everything. Cool. And y'all, let me tell you, oh, absolutely, it was amazing. Uh, you know, the sound, bo- sound bites we've heard from Dr. Reverend uh, Jesse Jackson, uh, they really do not serve him justice. And the, the noise from the media 
when they attack a man uh, because he is a man or woman, uh, it overshadows the good that they have done and that they are doing. And what's amazing is that yesterday he, he put me in check along with the entire room, and he talked about things that MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, and nowhere else, including C-SPAN, they've talked about. And they, we gave him a mic. I'd like to just listen to him for another two and a half hours. Give him something good to eat. He'll talk for, forever. And we yeah, need to yeah. sit at his knee and listen. Y'all, That's right. I, when I tell yeah. you, he talked, yes. Smart he man. talked about everything from, yes. Uh, and he has the numbers in his head. He's, listen, uh, they wheeled him in, but his mind is sharp as a blade. Yes. 80 yes. years of age. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has those numbers, 617. I hadn't fact checked yet. But but he gave us the number six hundred seventeen thousand African Americans not registered to vote in the state of Texas, one point seven million Hispanics not registered to vote in the wow. state of Texas. He said with those That's numbers alone about. in the primary, you own the state of Texas, <clears throat> and you put yes. in the seat who you want in the primaries. Yes, yes, absolutely. These are the kind absolutely. of numbers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, he even got personal. And he said he spoke about his grandmother that raised him. Y'all, uh, he was like right. myself. He had some different last names. Jackson ended up being the one that adopted him. I never heard that story before. But he, he okay. said something. He said, even when scandals showed up in my life, he said, I had a praying grandmother. And, and even That's a it. man like me needs somebody praying for them to get them through. That's he right. said, don't get back. This right. is, I'm paraphrasing. But for two hours, okay. I'll paraphrase real quick. He said, don't get weary and you're well doing it. I say that all the time. That's what I just did. But mm-hmm. he said it in different ways. And that is this. Mm-hmm. Do season. He said it like this. He said, mm-hmm. don't preach so hard in a negative manner that you keep people down. He said, give them that's hope. Right. And that's why he started keep hope that's alive. It. That's so I'm it. done with that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, listen. So he is not ambulatory. He's not walking anymore. He's pretty well, much. Or can uh, he walk? Not as much. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Okay. It's very hard. When we were in D.C. last, well, this summer, uh, he was right. he, he was mobile, and uh, but it's very slow, and, and precise. That's the reason why he fell. Like you remember the week before, he went and visited uh, Women's uh, College, HBCU. He fell that right. week, and then he went over there, and then he right. had COVID. Right. So he had three sets right. back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Right after the oh, summer, wow. we get getting arrested. So uh, they decided to. to he doesn't stop. <laughs> He has not stopped, and right. he is sharp as wow. a whip. Wow. wow. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mr. I was just I, reminding Dr. McCarthy. When did we last see him? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I I think it was, um, no, that's, I think it was the second time that I went with you, so maybe okay. maybe five years ago. And okay. But yeah. I, I, because I think he was there, oh, no, okay, he was there the year before Dr. Dyson was the speaker at the Phoenix event. Right. And right. that's right, right cause, okay. because Dr. Dyson said he was, he was griping about some people, <laughs> and he said, yes. you know, you always hear from some people uh, when, when uh, something happens and uh, Reverend Jackson shows up or Reverend Sharpton shows up, well, both of them show up as they do. Uh, you hear certain folks say, well, what are they doing here? And he said, you, next mm-hmm. time you hear that, you turn around, you look them in the eye, and you say, y'all better say thank you because they so are here, here, and exactly. they do show up, and they always show up. Y'all better say thank yes, you. Thank you. 
So that was, I just remember up. that because we had just seen right. and met Reverend Jackson the year before. And it was just, that was a, that was a right. cool part of that speech of, of many cool parts of that yeah. speech. That was a cool part. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, we are, I mean, well, why would you even ask that? We all need to be showing up, right? Because yeah. there's enough work yeah. for all of it. That's why so many things are undone. Well, I think he's talking about white not Oh, oh. <laughs> I think no. I think that's what he was alluding oh, that to because that's who typically I gripes see. about, you know. Right. Yeah, well, right. do, do we do we not remember it? all of those people on that Edmund Pettus, Pettus Bridge that uh, marched oh, across wow. there with the? Okay, do we remember? Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I need to say. Well, well, you know, and that's amazing. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, James Dixon grabbed uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson's hand, and he had to pause for a second because he could have kept talking, but he had a uh, plane to catch, so they had to hmm. remind him. Otherwise, he would have just stayed, remained there all night. He said, these are the same wow. hands that held the yeah. hands uh, of Dr. Reverend uh, uh, Martin Luther King uh, on right. the main balcony hotel. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Right. That's oh my right. goodness! These are the same that's hands right. that's oh been carrying that blood around all yes. his life. Yes. And, and, and you know, yes. and I'm, I'm telling you, a revelation hit me because I listened mm-hmm. to the news media and I listened to people and naysayers, and the, and I was living my life. And and so you know, he, he him and my cousin uh, Mel Farr, which is from Beaumont, Texas, uh, was running back the Detroit Lions. They founded NAMAD, a minority dealer association, like NADA. National Automotive Dealers okay. Association, but they did it for minority people, including Hispanics and women. Wonderful. They founded that Wonderful. 50 years ago. 50 wow. years ago. That's wow. just some of the work he's done. And then they highlighted yeah. that when he and Dr. Martin Luther King came to Houston, Texas. Now, this I'm encouraging you now. This is not negative. Listen okay. to what I'm saying. When they came with, okay. with Dr. Martin Luther King, he said they could not give away the tickets if they gave people in Houston $10 a piece to show up to an event in Houston, wow. so they stopped coming to Houston. But watch this. He did not turn his back on Houston when Dr. James Douglas of TSU called him and said, they're trying to close down TSU. We need some help. He showed up, yeah. and guess what school is still standing and thriving right now That's all in right. That's Houston, all right. Texas. That's all right. So I'm just saying, well, I, I have been Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. I am. I am. Yeah, they're trying to merge it. They're trying to merge the schools. Yeah. Yeah, remember they tried to merge Texas Southern. Yeah, they're trying to merge the law school. I think University of Houston. University of Houston is going to suck it up. Yeah, University of Houston. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Miss Rihanna. You want to mention something? <laughs> well, we've had so many experiences on this show. I have to throw this in now that Pastor Cooper said what he said, that when we met uh, Reverend Jackson, and we were once again, well, at least I know I was. Dr. McKellar doesn't show it like I do. I was starstruck. Um, <laughs> not no, because Reverend I've Jackson met him many times before. Right, right. Not because Reverend Jackson was, you know, born some famous person for no reason, but because of the blood and the burdens that he's carried around all these years and the work that he's done. But uh, when by the time I met him, uh, it was only just a couple short months after we had the honor of spending mm-hmm. about six and a half hours uninterrupted mm-hmm. 
on a yeah. personal uh, recorded phone call that we got to air on the radio with the late, wow. amazing Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory who wow. told us. Yes. I love Dick shared, Gregory. Love Dick Gregory. Oh, I'll yes, have to get yes. the audio. You've got to hear it. Exactly. It, he shared exactly. so many things with us. And one of the things yes. he shared with us was a conversation that he had with Reverend Jackson very shortly after Dr. King was assassinated. And he just the way he shared it and the, the things that he said, I'll mm. never, ever forget yes. that night yes. and the things that he shared from uh, Reverend Jackson, uh, the emotions yes. that, that he shared with him. So. That was wow. shortly after that we got to meet him. Yeah, it was very, very yeah. life-changing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dick Gregory. I'll get you the was, audio. Was, he was yeah, a Dick Gregory was a character. Man. That mm. was quite a yes. character. Awesome. Quite a character. Let me tell you a quick, Dick, a, a quick Dick Gregory story that I had when he came to Dallas, right? Uh, you know, okay. SCLC had just came to Dallas. So, so he was trying to recruit us after another CP. So I was like, you know, just working with him. And so, and, and so, uh, you know, I was part of this uh, security guard, right? So, so we're at this okay. church, you know, and, and he went in, you know, he did his thing, and and, and so, and so when so when he got through, you know, the security team, we got together and we talked to him and said, hey, hey, okay, then we're gonna make sure you get out the car. And then so while we was over there talking, you know, when we got to talk, we was looking, around, hey, where you go? You know, and we went outside. He's outside <laughs> by the car talking to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> outside by the car talking to who? Yeah, yeah, he's talking about that. <laughs> you, one, one thing about it, uh, uh, you, you are not going to tell Dick Gregory what to do. He's going to no. do whatever he wants. I think to. we all got yelled at on that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> exactly correct. He was his. You let me know I'm not a good sound engineer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he never. Well, all I got to say here, Edgar, 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 yeah. All I can say yeah. is I, I'm glad it wasn't about after him. That's all I got to say. Well, I tell you what, he, he, he does not bite his tongue because it hurts when you uh, bite your tongue, and he's not going to be in pain. Right. So that's uh, how I want to He's a fun guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. You know, he was also such a principled guy, too. Remember what he said about his his um, – taxes and what he would say to God, what his ideal church would be if he died and found out what church was and what God was and what he would say to him about what what he did or did not choose to support by paying his taxes. Like the, just the way he, he wrapped <laughs> all of his ideas into <laughs> the craziest stories, yeah. but it always I had know. such a profound such a me- meaning. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. yes. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he was deep. He was deep. Hey. It's funny. <laughs> well, listen, guys, any comments on uh, – go ahead. Hey, 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 sure, I want to say something. Hey, we got to say something about them. Whoever saw that deep in the parks of Texas last night, we got to say something about that. It's two rich billionaire families. It's two rich billionaire families here in Texas. They got okay. them, you know. They got ninety four. They got they got a report card thing they do, and this guy controls all of that. I mean, whatever he wow. wants, that's what they do. They, they say it's like, like like same system they got in Russia, you know, where you got the oligarchy, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. Well, that's what we got. That's what we got right here. 
And, and don't nobody know it. The, the post is them. They, 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 you know, they don't know. I, I wouldn't surprise. I, I, I know, I know they're not surprised. It ain't that surprised yeah, yeah, about we, being educated it. about it. I know their names. Wait, well, I know their names for now. Yeah. Right, right. No, I know their names. names. But we knew they existed. And, and I, mean, I, I know tell somebody people that all the time. And, and, and years ago, because of the way the voting system set up now, you can't control it, but you can pull it. And the way they pull it is by controlling major corporations, and then they have mm-hmm. small nonprofit businesses that, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, populate all across the state and in, in, in the United States, and, and they pull it. That's the reason why we had hanging chads in Florida. Uh, they, yeah. they control elections, all of these there things. People think that I'm full of conspiracies, and I'm like, well, I just don't have a name. I'm just telling you what the rooms I've been in before I got into politics. That's how I understood politics so well, because I understood business. That, that's the reason why uh, I love what uh, Dr. Allen was talking about tonight, education, economics, and uh, entrepreneurship. That's how you control politics is more money, more money, yeah. more money. One of those uh, yeah. brothers, I mean, one of those folks from last night started an oil well company in 2007. But people think that I'm crazy when I say, yeah, it's great. To pump gas, but you need to be the one that's pumping gas. You're gonna get that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's, it's not too late to, to purchase all wealth as African American and minority people. So just like uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar got 18 or 20 people, however many people she got together, I want to be one of those folks to partner with uh, Taste yeah. of Northern Delight and own the, the, yeah. the uh, restaurant. It's the same way you can purchase all wealth. To this day, there's a guy that failed uh, as a businessman by the name of Jerry Jones that owned the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. bought a million dollars for mm-hmm. his dad, went back in 1966 right. and purchased broken down, six broken down oil wells in the state of Texas, became a write-off, and hit right. in 1974. Now he's a billionaire. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Wow. And, and, and I'm so glad yeah. you brought that out. Oh, there's Dr. Hagney. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Well, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm glad y'all touched on history <laughs> when you talk about the understanding. See, that's what people don't understand Texas history. You wouldn't be surprised if that can happen. Uh, that can happen by a lot of people. And see, uh, in Texas, we we always in the wrong fight. <laughs> you know, those people who control mm-hmm. Texas, you very seldom hear from them. But also, they understand that book of life on the plantation. If you look, if you look at that. And look at Texas history. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. That's been going all along. That's America. Oh, it was surprising. Mm-hmm. People just never find out. People just never find out about it. Well, but, it was. Uh, but, you know, well, it used to be shared, Doc. But now it's like two guys. I mean, it used to be like like well, like no, like, no, like no, a no, Rick stack, Perry and. But you stack it all up if you're in, internationally. You'll find out that also exists internationally. That's why that's when people say something. Yeah, that's when people say something. These these government, mm-hmm. Washington D.C. or a, um, yep. London or whatever like that, you can say all that, but then when you boil it down, it's one or two. If that's, that also applies to the world. Right, absolutely. The the world. So that's that's new money. That's There's new a money. fascist oh, movement money. going on. Guys, that's new money, but you, you have people like the likes of uh, Ross Perot before that controlled yeah. Texas politics right. and then got into politics. That's it. Yeah, and then you uh, had yeah. those other yeah. names yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is well, Dick Cheney. Uh, that's why he became Which, vice wait, president wait, wait, and was mad because Dick Cheney, vice uh, president Dick Cheney. 
Okay, go ahead. was the name of his company. There you go. They called it Brown and Root. <laughs> right. Brown and Root. There you, there you which go. It's the reason and, why and, we and ended up I, in war. There you go. Can I tell you this? We had to hop, skip, and jump over their lines to get to the hospital, to get to the field, to get to where we needed to do, Thank where you. we need to go in order to take care of the wounded and injured warriors from off the field. I mean, they were Thank everywhere you. out there. And there were, right. there were contractors that were making as much more money than we were making. And we were doing well, some hard work out there. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what it wow. was. Sold and they changed, they changed the name from Halliburton to, to Brown and Root. Well, it was still the same people, okay? We already it's the know same people, but they had to break it up to be a minority. Yes. And so they put their, their uh, wives in, and then they put nieces and nephews in, and then they break the there company up again. There they you go. There you go. names now. Same company. Now, what you all have to understand, yes. Dr. McKellen, the war that you guys fought, there was two families yes. fighting, and uh, uh, some okay. Ben Laden's dad, they yes. were all construction yes. workers. Along yes. with Halliburton, uh, yes. they were businessmen fighting over yes. water, right. not oil. Yes. It was, yes, right. It was there you water. go. There you go. So am I not telling mm-hmm. you? And, and not only that, mm-hmm. we're talking about, we t- see, and I'm glad you brought that out, Pastor Cooper, because we're talking about two people up here, but that may be two people at the top, but if you break that thing mm-hmm. down and look on down the line, you got a whole bunch of yeah. people yeah. that are involved in that operation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make that work. Keep involved. <laughs> equipment, big uh, earth movement equipment when the, you're over there in the war. They were moving the dirt and the fields and building roads and bridges with Halliburton, yes. Brown, and Root, and, and, and yes. Bin Laden's brothers and sisters were in San Francisco yes. under witness yes. protection for the United States. Yes. Yes. Pepperdine and whatever yes. else they're going to Now, yep. listen, I pay attention to that as a businessman because I needed the right to right. put in the office in order to do good business and one day to be at my own automotive uh, uh, owner. <laughs> so we had to be yeah. focused on politics. Yes. Yeah. I don't have time. We have to That's why. Wait, wait, wait. That wow. is why. Do you understand? That is why I say everything is political. Yes. From yes. Main everything Street to yes. Wall Street, yes. from the church house yep. to the White House, is all mm-hmm. political. You don't think it is? If you don't think yep. it is, even church, church, when they say separate church, you church, better they, know it. They say separate my money because I want my write off. You better not discredit <laughs> yeah. my write off. And some of the biggest companies, and I don't even want to give you the names because then I'm going to get a lot of folks in trouble. But these folks yeah, are investing right. not millions, but billions of dollars, mm-hmm. and all the money circles back, and they're billionaires, and all of them are yeah. in politics. And if you're not in it, and you're not voting, and you don't care, okay. and I don't care. Well, I, I'm telling you, your kids will not read in the second grade. And the easiest thing to teach is to teach someone how to read because I was a tutor in the 11th grade where I go back and teach you better know uh, second it. and third well, how, graders how to read. It's the easiest thing to teach. Wait, Dr. Hagner, can I say this and then we go to Dr. Hagner? Because mm-hmm. Dr. Hagner is going to say, yeah, I remember that. Let me just tell you, when we were in elementary school, when we were in junior high school, and on one side of the – school classroom was a group of students who were very advanced and when we got finished 
with our lesson, the teacher had us over on the other side of the classroom helping <laughs> those kids. I was one. Okay, does anybody remember that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But see what see, yes. see what, what when, 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 when we really understand the truth, we need to write the book. See, our problem That's is the person, who, the person who write the book really <clears throat> what's in between the front it's and the back cover. Yep. See, see what we need to start doing, and if you evaluate and you find out what we just understanding right now, but we, what we need and what we miss, or we miss writing the book. We got to yes, write right. the book. See that you know right. what you put inside of a book, you control people. You see, we see this in the educational system. Like this the education we, we got to, we, we got to write the book. So who said? That? See, we have to ask the question: Who said the book is right? Because you wrote hey, it, Shirley. and you And right now, right now, if you write a book and control the book, you control the world. Because people believe That's what they yeah. see the pages like. You, know, you believe They're what people say on news control. or whatever like that. Write the book. See, That's write it. the book right now. You want the book doesn't just, have to be Just practical. because I see something in the book does not re- does not mean should, I, should I believe I everything that? that's in the book. Go ahead and start. That's right. Sure, I still sure don't know that. That's good. I, I, no, listen, I still use I use that technique every time I uh, substitute in a, in a math class at the kids. Is that what's right? Helping the mother kids. That's yeah, it. Right. That's, that's how you reach. See that new math they got now? Yeah, <laughs> math they got now. Look here. Ooh wee. The math. It, well, anyway, Ooh wee. It ain't like it was. That's all I gotta say. It ain't, wow. it ain't like it was. Yeah, I know it. Math boy, like in junior high. It's junior high. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, yeah, they can do it. They can do it. You know. I, you know. I just couldn't teach it to them. But, uh, hey. Yeah. But kids are smart. No, well, they, they're they're really advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do a, a more in-depth thing sometime about those guys. Let's let's you know at least talk about who those guys are for a little while one night. That's all. You know. I'm make a request. I'd like to because you know what, guys. I really did not get a chance to see it. I just heard you guys talking about it, but I didn't get a chance to actually view it. So I'd love to hear more about it and maybe go and find where it is. I got homework, yes. I can go and take take a (laughs) look at it, too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Tell me where to find it, and I'll be there. Yes, ma'am. Hey, this guy, let me tell you guys. This has been an amazing show. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. What a great welcome back home. I thoroughly enjoyed the show, the show tonight. Sure, said she had to come back before she lost her rating. <laughs> so funny. That was a good one. That was good. Radio Hall of Fame. We kept her afloat. We kept her afloat, guys. Hall of Fame. Hey, I know, I know everybody's got my back, and I still appreciate it. <laughs> well, we, we had some heated anybody? shows. Lots of people came away with COVID. And so let me just mention 
that it's important, uh, Dr. Hagney probably said this, I don't remember, but it's important to wear the right kind of mask. Uh, so uh, some of the people had on masks, but they had on those little scarf things that you that the, you see the men wear them more than women. They have them around mm-hmm. their neck, and they just pull them right. out. So yeah, pull out that N95 or that K N95 or double mask right. up with the surgical That's mask right. or whatever. I know we like to wear our little fancy mask, but you can still wear that little fancy mask over the top of that N95. So just keep that in mind as you're out there. Smith County is up uh, 40% of cases. We've got higher hospitalizations going on, so just yep. protect yourself mm-hmm. out there. Okay, that's all I have. I'm going to turn it over to Ms. Rihanna. If if nobody else has anything to say, we've been amazing. We enjoyed it so much, and we're excited. Dr. Hedney, hope to see you tomorrow at the open house. And we salute uh, Dr. Terrence Allen and Attorney Grady Paris for the great work that they've brought to East Texas. Thank you. Good night. See you next time, guys. Good night. Good night. night. Ms. Rihanna, it's all yours, Ms. Rihanna. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, we love you all. Good night, Good night guys. Good night. We all Take appreciate care, Colin. each one of Take you for care, listening. Colin. Yes. Colin, yeah, getting Colin. vaccinated, y'all. Get your babies you vaccinated as soon as you can. Be a big boy. Be a big boy. Don't, I mean, go ahead and cry. Yeah. <laughs> he's tough. He'll cry into my shoulder and nobody will hear it. <laughs> See? All right. All right. Good night, y'all. Good night. One day. When the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no, glory, glory, oh. the heavens no man no weapon formed against yes glory is destined everyday women and men become legends sins that go against our skin become blessings the movement is a rhythm to us freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be
is now for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win a war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be Good night.